Hello and welcome to our very first episode of One Like Equals One Prayer, a podcast where we tackle Christianity's toughest topics and questions. And sometimes we do an okay job at it. I'm your host, Josh Kraus. On today's episode, uh, the first ever episode, I might add, we're going to try to answer the age-old question, why should I even go to church? And no doubt at this point, you're probably asking, why am I even listening to this podcast? But hopefully it'll change your mind after you meet my fabulous co-hosts and cohorts. Allow me to introduce the Reverend Kevin Eccles. I do feel really fabulous, Josh. Thanks for throwing that in there. Good, I'm glad. Yeah, I I appreciate that. I was hoping you would feel fabulous with that fabulous introduction. It was great. I appreciate that. No, so I I am Josh's pastor and the pastor of the other guys in this room. And uh, we had this Hangouts thread that's been going for like, I don't even know how long, a year and a half or something like that, called Guys Talk About Things. Because we're really good at naming stuff. And uh, we thought we'd get together, and I uh, thought it would be great to sit down with these guys and maybe not be pastor for a while and just talk and get to discuss some of these theology things. Uh, I'm an ex-chemist. I say ex because uh, I dropped out of my PhD program to become a pastor, and now I uh, get to do other things like surf communion and marry people and... Well, perform wedding services for people. I only married one person. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'm no, glad we're clearing that up. Let's let's clarify. We're that. already talking about polygamy, and we're only two minutes in. So yeah, that's great. it's exciting. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very excited. So yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, it's good to be here. Awesome. And next up, we've got the extraordinarily funny man, the marvelous Mark Thornton. Mark, how are you today? How's it? How's it hanging, man? I really feel honored that okay. you said I was fabulous and funny. Um, it made me feel good. Oh, marvelous. Sorry. Speaking okay. of marriage, I already got married one time. Um, Kevin helped with that one, so that was nice. I did. I mean, so that was that was good. Remember, I, I got married to one person, Kevin. Yeah, it was a good day. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, it was yeah. a good day. A um, day to remember. <laughs> who are they? Um, wow. <laughs> um, I don't know what much to say. I, I like talking about things, and that's cool. I was in that thread, and then we hung out a few times, and then... I think we got busy lives or something. I don't. I don't even remember what happened. We just stopped hanging out, and then we just started just doing the thread on the on the Google. Thank you. Thank and you, Google. Um, thank you. Thanks, Google. Google. That trademark. We love you, Google. If you give us money, we'll make you an official sponsor. <laughs> Absolutely. So um. Uh, so Google. yeah. That's where that's where I'm at. I'm going awesome. Yeah. Sounds good. And finally, we got you know. Uh, you know, not to say the best or last or anything, but uh, we got Eric, who is basically dead at this point, and he's recovering from a severe cold or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just know that uh, I felt like I was born smoking a pack a day. Hang in there, man. We'll get through this. That's great. We're happy for you. Oh, yeah. Loads. Yeah, he stopped when I preached a sermon about that. <laughs> yeah, moved on to other drugs. Oh, well, that's better. You're moving that's, up the world. That's usually the impact my sermons have. People run off into worse sin. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's great. Not that's why the church hissing. is growing. <laughs> exactly. We need more booing and If we had more booing and hissing, there'd be less cocaine usage <laughs> rampant in our congregation, I think. Look at all that white. I feel like I should point out at this point, this is going to be a very sarcastic podcast. Yeah. So if you came here because you thought that one like equals one prayer was a deep theological truth, this is not the podcast for you. That's right. I mean, look at all that white stuff outside. <laughs> snow. The snow, Mark. Snow. Just in case this it is, is not snow, to, everyone. In case you listen to this in the not winter time, that's snow that he is speaking of. Yeah, it, it is snow. Yes. All right. Well, now that we got all that out of the way, I guess we can take a second and just talk about what this show is actually about. Uh, if this is the first time you're listening to it, which is the first episode, so that 
probably is. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. not. <laughs> it's maybe good enough we series. release it first. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it won't even be released at this point. I don't know. But anyway, uh, we originally decided we wanted we wanted to do a podcast, and we weren't really sure what we wanted it to be. We knew we wanted it to be something to deal with Christianity. And uh, we all kind of struggle, I think, with... Um, I guess kind of the the typical view and approach of, you know, what is stereotypically Christian. And so because of that, I think we wanted to try and tackle some of these questions that maybe are kind of difficult to approach and difficult to talk about. And especially for people who, you know, are kind of on the outskirts with their belief or walk. Um, and maybe are too afraid to ask the hard questions and kind of afraid, too afraid to, you know, look up answers for it. So I guess that's kind of what the podcast is, sort of. I don't know. Well, I think, too, one of the things that we all have in common is that we all think that some aspects of what we were taught seem just completely ridiculous. You know, like the title of the podcast is One Like You Equals One Prayer. We, As soon as we all heard that, we all knew it had to be the title of the podcast because we look at these things on Facebook and like, oh, look at this picture of this poor kid. He's going to totally have this surgery and one like equals one prayer for him. Like, if you can envision God looking down from heaven going, you know, I'm going to heal this kid unless he doesn't get a thousand Facebook likes. This kid gets 999. I'm just going to let him die. I mean, come on, that's awful, right? Like, who worships a God like that? And who even thinks that way? And yet there's those kind of crazy, stupid, ridiculous, awful elements of our faith that we need to confront and be honest about and then kind of figure out like, okay, if we don't believe that, what do we believe and how does that even work? My favorite one was the forward text messages. If you don't forward this or share it, like something bad's going to happen to you tonight, well, they'll, nowadays people never get that. Right. right, well, that brief shining moment between, like, email forwards, where you had the chain letter in email form, yeah. and Facebook hadn't been invented yet, and so for a while there, you were really cool if you had a text message forwarding chain going. Yeah, and really really like, that was, my that favorite was one I got when I was, uh, I think, a sophomore, and it literally was, um, if you don't share this, you're not going to heaven. Did you share it? Well, sorry to, sorry to tell you, uh, Mark. Sounds like you're not going to go to heaven. <laughs> and Mark, why do you go to church? I mean, seriously. Like, if you already know how it's going to end. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, why are you what's here? The point, what's you know? the point at this point? Right? And, yeah. Asking okay. the deep existential dread questions right on right in the beginning. Why that. do you go to church? What's the point if you already know the ending result? I, I don't know. All because you did not forward that chain text when you were in high school. I'll never forget it, you know? I'm disappointed in you, Mark. I, your pastor is disappointed in you. I didn't share that. And you should believe it horoscopes more often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I should just start that text messaging chain to you guys and see if you guys can share it to people, you know? Yeah, that's not going to happen, Mark. <laughs> just share with Mark. <laughs> this is just Mark. <laughs> this repeat cycle of sharing. Oh, yes, no. Eric Sherry, I'm forward it. No. <laughs> I think that's actually a really good example of what this podcast is going to be like. Exactly. I think it is. I don't think we need to talk about it anymore. No, no, we're good. That's it. If you're not confused, well... Well, I... You will be. I am very confused, all right? So, it's that time we... With this episode topic, whatever episode it is, you know... Um... The question, why should I go to church? So it's Sunday morning, and excuse my voice, 
It's Sunday morning, you had a late night out, you didn't get much sleep, your dog's sick, your car ran out of gas, you didn't want to wake up this morning. It, I've seen it a thousand times. You went home and you went to sleep at 3 in the morning or 3.30 in the morning or 4. I've done all those things. And then you wake up and you're like, I don't even want to go. Why even go to church at this point? So <clears throat> is that okay when we don't go? What is even... What is church even for at this point? So this is where I like look at you guys and you guys say stuff and we talk about it. I don't know about you, but I, I go to church because they pay me. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, as, as Pastor Kevin, it's like, you know, my, my job. So that's, you know. Did you always get paid? No, not always. Whoa. Yeah, there was that dark time of youth ministry when I was younger, where they were like, "Here, we would like you to do the job of a full-time minister, and we're going to give you zero dollars for the privilege of doing a really hard job." It does sound. Did they give you a house? They they gave me four walls and then told me you have to pay the utilities, and well, I could barely afford that because you know working for free, so. No, that so no. To answer your question, I was not always paid to go to church. So you were actually excited to, you know, not get paid. Yeah, I suppose maybe there are other reasons, Mark. Maybe there are other reasons. So if you were not getting paid now, would you still go? Yes, yes, I would. Why? Why? I honestly, it's I I go back and forth on this reason because I've got like the actual theological. Like I went to seminary. I have a master's degree in theology. Answer. but really what it is is that I don't trust myself as a Christian and to grow as a believer in Christ if I don't have a group of people to talk with and be in community with to keep me from doing stupid things, right? And so, like, the number one reason for me is if I'm on my own, I could come up with all sorts of awful, horrible things, and, they like, it would just get twisted, and I would end up thinking, oh, this is a brilliant idea, and there would be no one to tell me, no, Kevin, you're just being ridiculous, I might actually end up posting those memes on Facebook saying, no, guys, one like really does equal one prayer. I'm convinced, you know, and so like being in community and being in the church helps keep me keep me grounded and helps me realize like I need other people. I need to be, you know, like held accountable by these people. I need to be subject to them just the way that they are in the same way, kind of subject to me. It's this mutual thing. Here's the question. What is the definition of church? Why are you all looking at me? <laughs> Isn't that a definition of church it. where people um, gather together to worship? Oh, well, when we when we also mentioned that people will sit there and say, "Well, you are the church. The church is not a building." That's another kind. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Response. So, if you're a church, why can't you go to church in your bed and sleep in? Is that is that what you're that's getting one, at? Well, sounds amazing. That sounds awesome. It really does. Sorry, Kevin, I'm not coming on Sundays anymore. I, I think I this podcast today. is a bad idea, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that last. That's all the time we have. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah. This podcast and my church is over. One like you go one prayer. Um. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I think I was thinking about this earlier in the week when we decided this is what we were going to talk about. And I feel like sometimes I I struggle with two things. One, ultimately, I want to say it is is because for community is the reason I go. But then there's a part of me, too, that is like more of a, I feel like almost a selfish reason that I want to learn. And I feel like 
learning is something obviously you should be doing on your own in your own time as far as reading and studying and things like that but i feel like it's a lot easier just to show up on sunday morning and expect to learn something so i don't know that that is a good reason to go i mean i think i guess it's a good reason to go but should that be the only reason to go very evangelical reason to go i would say it's a super common reason to go yeah sure I mean, that's why you hear people sometimes say, well, I just didn't get anything out of church, so I stopped going. Right. Like, the implication there is they're going to church so that they can, quote-unquote, get something out of it. And that's usually what people are talking about. They're either talking about, you know, friends or learning something or feeling like, for some people in some traditions, maybe it's more about, like, feeling like they've been with God, you know? And, like, the service has to be a certain way. They have to respond in a certain way to really feel like they've been to church. Mm. Yeah, that's... uh... I mean, I've been, I've been going to church for about six years because, you know, when I started going, they asked me to do sound, so, you know, I just kept going. That's the reason you do it for sound. <laughs> good. That's a good reason. That's a church growth strategy right there. Yeah, Somebody I, walks in the front door and here's a job you're not allowed to leave. That's actually one of the first times I, I think I remember going to church. I think it was either the first or second Sunday. And our first Sunday or the second Sunday, I, went, I do not remember, but they asked me to do sound. And then every single Sunday for, like, I think almost a year, give or take one week or two, I was on sound. I was the sound guy. Was that me that asked you to do that? Nope. No? Okay. No, it was not. It was another guy? No, because actually when you came and you were like, do you like doing sound? And then I looked at you and I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm really happy that I get... I'm the hero of this story. I am the liberator. You have I no reason to come go there anymore after they took you off sound. <laughs> no, that, that's not the only reason why I go. I go to church for a couple different reasons. It's, it's I don't know. One... <clears throat> I really like worshiping with people. I don't know why. Like that's why I like doing worship stuff, and I like um, uh, I like the community. I don't know if that's selfish reason or not, but I really like the community to grow with other people. It's it may it may be a selfish reason, but in a way, it's to help others because I really like helping other people. So it's like going to church to get help from like maybe if I need help from Kevin or help from someone one of you guys because I I talk to I don't talk to you much because I don't see you a lot. But and I don't see a lot either. No. That's so sad. We have kids, Mark. Oh right, yeah, we have kids. <laughs> <laughs> it, it happens. <clears throat> All right, but the uh, the point is, is when I go on Sunday and if I need something, like I know that I can count on anyone to trust me if I'm like struggling. And so it's also one of those if I see someone else struggling, it's one of those things where I can say, hey, what's wrong? We talk to you. It's it's a big community fellowship with one another type deal. Yeah. And I guess the selfish part would be, the, like, some of the worship songs. Sometimes, like, some worship songs I'm not necessarily a fan of, but some worship songs, I, I don't know. I like the beat of them. I'm telling Melanie you don't like all the worship songs. I, you can I, tell her that I don't listen to the lyrics as much. I mean, have you ever... I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm giving you a hard time. It's fine. <laughs> That's mean. Okay, Those so of you I, listening at home, Melanie is my wife and the worship leader. So. Okay, uh, so I, I hear you saying community, and that's that's kind of the reason I gave. But it's making me think, like... Like, I can, like, well, why do I have to go to church to get that? I can go to, you know, I can go to Saturday mornings at the diner, and I can have community there. I can have coffee. I can go to the coffee shop. I can commute. I can go to the game shop, and I can... Because you're sharing something more personal than going to the game Yeah, but you could do that there, too. Shop. You could do that. You could, you could do that there, too, but you could all... It's, it's, it's a more personal level because you're trying to um, share your faith with someone else. You're trying to share your struggles with someone else. You could do that at a coffee shop. Okay. But I don't feel like it's as safe of an environment as 
like I feel like here would be with other people that you know the same intentions, hopefully close to the same intentions, than going to a coffee shop and having possibly someone overhear you and judge you or having someone else like that. Okay. I feel like a good a good solid church reason why you should go to church is because it's community people around you and the fact that you you can feel like in some way, shape, or form that someone has the same intentions of you as why they're going to church. I'm gonna throw out two words that I'm pretty sure Eric's gonna to want to follow up on. Shared purpose. He just shrugged. I'm, Eric, I, I, I don't struck know. out. I don't know. No, like, that's but that's that's what I hear when I hear you talking, Mark. Like, you're talking about like going to the coffee shop isn't as good because you've got something you want to do. You got some purpose in mind. Yeah. And you're like, hey, I want to do this, and you want to do this. Mm-hmm. Let's go do this thing together. Yeah. You know, so church at its best is not a bunch of people who come to get something and take it home. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, there's a reason Paul in the New Testament said, okay, when each of you goes to church, you need to bring with you one of these things. You know, and he had a bunch of examples of what goes in church. But, like, church at its best is a bunch of people coming together saying, we all have this purpose in mind. I've been doing my work on my own throughout the week, and I've been doing everything I can. Here's what I figured out. Here's the little nugget of truth, or here's the little piece of encouragement, or here's the word of comfort that I've got. And I'm going to bring this because I'm pretty sure someone else needs it. And that'll help all of us get there together better. Okay. So it kind of sounds like to me, maybe you're saying that, I mean, from that, it sounds like that uh, participation in the sense is part of that, that you can't just kind of show up. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're saying, I'm trying to put this into my own words. I'm trying to visualize what you were saying in my mind. Visualize it. You're saying basically the idea is that you can go and be a part of a community anywhere, essentially, because of common interests, essentially. Yeah. However, we're seeing a contradiction in the sense that we're coming here to further our walk with Christ. Is that what you're basically saying? Yeah, and I mean, it's kind of like you bring the candle on both ends. Like, on, on the human side of things, you know, the human structures of church, what we do for one another, the physical things we're able to bring in, the ideas, the encouragement, the words we actually say to one another on Sunday morning. That's all human, right? Like, the reason that makes church unique is that God also meets us, well, not halfway. He meets us way more than halfway. But God comes into that and blesses that and says, okay, this is my church. This is my body. You know, the things that you are doing, I will bless these things and I will be here for you. You know? And so the question for what makes church good is how well is it aligned with what God wants us to be doing? Because that's going to limit how much God can do through us. If we're running off like in left field somewhere God doesn't want us to go, he's not going to be able to come into our lives and support us in the way that if we were actually listening and doing what he wants us to, you know, like, and so the, the shared purpose, but also aligned purpose, like, are we doing what God would have us do when those two things come together? That, that is church. That's church at its best. That's not a country club anymore. That's something holy. Hmm. What would you say if I said that um, to a person who says, uh, you know, what happens if I don't go to church? Like, is that is that wrong? Is it a sin essentially to not go to church? Are you going to go to hell if I don't? If I continuously right. don't go to church, am I going to hell? That seems a little extreme, but well, sure, we'll say I that. Mean, like, if you don't, it's a very evangelical question to ask. <clears throat> if you do not go to church for a really long time. Like, are you still a good person? Are you still a Christian? Right, like, so, like, so my back, so my background is pretty hardcore, like, I don't know, it's not even evangelical, I mean, it was, what, 
crazy, super Baptist, Southern Baptist to the point where it's not even Baptist. It's Anabaptist. There's a word for you. Go look that up. You'll waste your time researching that for the next hour. Um, and to the point where if a person wasn't in church for like a month or something, they would say the person was backslidden. And like that's kind of the, the mentality I feel like that I always brought in this idea that it's essentially a sin. You're, you're in sin, you're in wrong if you're not going to church. Is that something that is right? Is that true, you would say? Is that I don't a necessarily thing? believe that at all. That's just me. I don't believe that either. <clears throat> Why is that? But then again, I to me it's more about the shared purpose thing. So, I mean, I can go to work, I can share my faith at work, and I can feel like I'm in a spirit that's collective with them, even if some of them are not even Christian. It's just by, I mean, God's still with them. It's not like he's just all of a sudden not there. If he's not here, there's that would be hell. Essentially. <clears throat> um, they always, the, every argument I always hear about why someone has to go to church, and because, oh, you are the foot, or you're a hand, and, you know, the church needs a hand, which I always find ridiculous as well, because I'm like, I can find a bunch of hand and feet and brains at work. And I think what the problem is today, and I could be completely wrong, is that a lot of people want this ex church thing. And ex church was you were a, you had your tribe, your community, and like I mean, it'd be like all of us living next to each other, and you know at the church. And that's not how it is today. Today I go to work twenty minutes away from my house, and then I come back, and then I come back to Monroe or whatever, and. Uh, it's different, and I don't think... I think church is trying to evolve, but a lot of church doesn't want to. So we have a, we have a couple problems with that. And so they think, well, you just need to come to the building. And that's not necessarily... We need to figure out what that means. And, I, and we said shared purpose, but I think, I think there's something more. And it kind of sidelines your question, but it kind of tangents to a correct you know what I'm saying sort of I mean from what you're saying how, so how can you say that we're going to go to hell or are they a bad Christian we don't know anymore this is not you know Christ didn't just die 15 years ago mm-hmm. <laughs> like you could be saying like I mean it sounds maybe like you're saying uh, just because a person isn't going maybe showing up on Sunday mornings uh, they could be doing a thousand other things that are Infinitely yeah. better than sitting up here. They can I be. Mean, you get those same Christians that'll. Sure. You get those same Christians though that'll get mad when like the carpet's a different color. When like you know, if you want to know what ministry is inside the church, it's the woman who's got a kid that's crying in the middle of service. It's not what the pastor is preaching. It's that how people respond to her crying. That's ministry. That's lifting her up in spite of all that. But. You know, we have people who don't care for that. Well, I I think Mark's question earlier, like, am I going to go to hell if I don't go to church? Like, the question itself, like, just, it's springing nails on a chalkboard to me. You know, like, the idea, am I going to go to hell if... It's leading you already there. Like, (laughs) there's no good question. Like, there's no good question begins that way. There's no good ending to that. almost loaded. Like, Like, how long have you been beating your wife? Yeah, exactly. It's like the (laughs) worst question. That's what I want to know. How long is that been going on? You know, so like, if our goal is not to go to hell, like, can we get a better goal? 
Like, really? Like, we, we, we've got to be able to do better than that. To go to heaven. That's my goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Marginally better. Get out of the <laughs> free card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other episode. you got to wait for that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, seriously. Like, the idea that, will I go to hell if I do this? Will I go to hell if I do that? Well, like, it's just so much the wrong question. I just can't even bring myself to care enough to answer it. You know, like, and I'm a pastor. I'm literally paid to answer those questions. And sometimes I just like look at someone and go, you are so far in left field right now. Like, I I just need to bring this somewhere totally, completely different. Like, it is not about, will God be mad at me if I do this thing? It's like, if God is infinitely good and infinitely powerful, maybe it's a good idea to know what he thinks would be helpful. Maybe it would be good to know what plan or what ideas or what direction he might have for you. And then maybe we should try it and see what happens. Like, to ask the question, am I going to go to hell if I sleep in this morning? Maybe the better question is, does God want me to go to church this morning? I think that's true. I think that's another thing. You know, some people will mention that. I go to worship God. I go to do this. I go, God's with you when you wake up. God's with you when you're sleeping. So, like, if I'm going someplace to worship, that means I'm not worshiping pretty much the entire week until I go to church. Mm. That's not how we're meant to live. So what do you, who would you say then? Do you need to get to a certain point where you're asking those questions before you go to church or could go to going to church? Could that help you ask those questions? Depends on if you ask Eric or you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really want a definition now. I was just said. I'd like an explanation, Kevin. <laughs> I think I'm trying to I'm trying to say because because I'm hearing two almost two different things at this point I'm hearing Kevin it sounds like you're saying almost like there's there might be times where you're asking God you're like well God I feel like God's telling me I need to I picked up an extra ship last night I'm really tired maybe I should just be staying at home and catching up on sleep for whatever reason uh, but I feel like Eric you're saying you're almost needing to get to that point where you can ask God those questions. What do you mean? And I guess I don't understand. Let me clarify. Yeah. I think it's always a good idea to go to church and everyone should be in church every week. That said, if somebody looks me dead in the eye and says, you know, I prayed about this. God and I are cool. I'm not going to be in church next Sunday. I'm never going to give someone a hard time over that. You know, like I, I can't like, there are certain things that are black and white that I'm like, no, this is, this is, this is non-negotiable. This is how it is. Whether or not you're in church on any given Sunday morning is not one of those like obvious, clear, cut and dried kind of things. Those kind of black and white issues are very rare. So my goal for anyone who walks into our church is not that they do exactly what I tell them to do. My goal for anyone that walks into church is that they know they have a community here that will help them ask and answer the right questions. And so if you think and you are convinced that the right thing for you to do and God wants you to sleep in instead of coming to services, I think that those circumstances are far more rare than people tell me they are. <laughs> but I, I have to respect the person who says they have heard from God a word of direction for their own life. And the fact that they're even putting it in those kind of terms where I asked God and he said... Somebody who even knows to say that phrase instead of, well, I'm allowed to, yeah, is already ahead of the game. 
I think there needs to be another podcast. God told me to do this, and it's something ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a list of those. <laughs> Reminds me of that teacher in third grade. So am I saying something different? I guess I don't... No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I, I, what I think that you, that. what I think you and I would disagree on is, I think it's good to act first and obey first, and then understanding follows. Oh yeah. And I think yeah. you would flip the order. I think you want to understand and then and then and then act. I think that's what I was trying to get. I was saying the idea that obviously you don't have to come to church to understand or learn, but I was phrasing <laughs> you it. You won't. I've was... been going to church for so long. When I first became a Christian at twenty or twenty-one. I mean, I thought, oh, yeah, you're supposed to go to church to learn things. And then I go, and I'm like, after, like, three times of going, you ain't getting anything out of church. I said a lot about Pastor Kevin. <laughs> well, I, well, I started Kevin's church. He's doing a great job. Eric's learned nothing since he's come. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> Appreciate the vote of support. I learned that Pastor Kevin's initials people killer. <laughs> Wait, what? PK from oh. Diablo. People right. killer. Uh, it all makes sense. Great. Now. It's great. It's all coming together. <laughs> I feel like we just got distracted. A little, bit. <laughs> a little bit. Speaking as a person who um, usually goes to sleep by three thirty, four in the morning, and wakes up at eight o'clock to come here. Um, He's now going to start sleeping. What? <laughs> He's now going to start sleeping in. Yeah, now I'm going to start. God told me to do that. Yeah, God told me I could God sleep told me to do that. Best yeah. podcast ever. <laughs> Actually, Kevin said it was okay. Kevin yeah. said that God told me that I could sleep in. It was okay. Thank you. No, I still don't think it's... it's. I still don't think it's necessarily okay for me to, uh, to skip church and just sleep in. Granted, it does sound appealing every week. Hmm. Well, not a lot. That sounds very appealing. It sounded very appealing this morning. I'm sorry I didn't go to that thing this morning. I really need. Melody, please. You shouldn't even get out of bed for free pancakes and bacon, man. Yeah, I, I, I had. You were tired. I understand I that. <laughs> yeah. So, I, and I don't. You know what? I don't blame you if you did. I, I used to go to church after a midnight shift at the hospital, and then finally I was like, you know what? Why am I doing this? I mean, if I have to go back to work, which most of the time I did. I'm risking the lives of everybody at work because and I'm <laughs> sleep deprived yeah, going to church. So I, he's like, you know what? I think it's smarter for me to be on my A-game releasing results at a hospital than it is that I go in and get my guilt trip done with a church. And if it's a guilt trip, I agree with you. Yeah. No one needed me that day. I mean, no one needed me before I went. No one needs me now. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's just... Okay, so two questions. Or it's really one question, but it's kind of twofold, I guess. What would okay? No, it is. It's two different questions. Never mind. What would you say? Question one being, what would you say to the person who is going to church simply because they feel guilty to go? If they feel guilty to miss, what would you say to that person? And the second question is, what would you say to a person who stopped going to church because they've been burned so many times by church? Come here. This is the last place to go before you quit. <laughs> Thank you, I think. <laughs> you thought you quit. Oh, yeah. I hope this every, time, every time I try to get out, they bring me back in. <laughs> That's our motto here. <laughs> this is brought to you by Monophy Methodist. <laughs> 
I have right. seen people get burned by churches before. <sighs> I think and I think that happens a lot. I think anyone listening to a podcast called One Like Equals One Prayer has been burned, been burned by a church. By a church <laughs> I think we're talking to our target demographic right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I like if anyone's going to church because they feel guilty. Like in my church on Sunday morning, someone comes up to me at church like, you know, Pastor Kevin. I'm just totally, like, burned out on this whole idea, and I'm not even sure why I'm coming anymore. I think it's just because I feel guilty. I'd be like, dude, you should skip next week. I'll see you in at least two weeks, maybe a month. You know, like, it's just the wrong reason to come. Like, you're not... I mean, God can work through anything, you know? But at that point, like, come on. Like, if you're just coming because you feel guilty, what do you think God's going to do with that? Like, what can... like? What are you going to be able to allow God to do with your feelings of guilt? Like, it, it's not exactly fertile ground for spiritual growth there. You know, so take a break, come back. Well, no, you're back. a mercenary. <laughs> the what? You're a mercenary. What basically. do you mean? Like, if you're going because you feel guilty, I mean, it, to me, it's just it's like, you might as well be a mercenary. I go to church because I have to. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> why bother? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I personally, like, with if someone's feeling guilty, I'd probably ask them, why do you feel guilty? And try to hear them out. What's, what's causing them to feel guilty about going? If they really just don't want to go, I mean, that's fine. Heck, I, every, every, I don't know why I'm going every Sunday. Sometimes it's for the girls. No, that was back when I was a preteen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're married, Eric. Let's talk. <laughs> Brought to you by polygamy. <laughs> hey, number two. Again, there's my intro. We're coming full circle. I love the call. Yeah. I mean, like, and to the people who were, like, burned by church, like, it just feels unfair to blame God for what people did. Okay. So, like, I, I guess, like, if I had to put it in, like, a short, you know, soundbite kind of statement, I'd say find better Christians. That's why you go to church then. If you've been burned by church in the past, try a different church and find better Christians. They're out there. I usually hand them a list of podcasts, and then I give them a bunch of topics that really mess things up. Because usually they're from a certain stand, or from a certain uh, background. I won't mention any denominations or names. As long as it's not free Methodist, you can. <laughs> but they, they are from certain conservative backgrounds. <laughs> I'll just say that, and that. Um, they they're not they they don't know the life outside of it. I mean, when you walk into some churches, it's this is our culture. You must accept it. And then once you go against your culture, hey, you're out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, it's it's more of a well, you know, I kind of give them other resources of how to deal with it. And if, I mean, and I'm not trying to say, hey, you need to come back again next week. And I wouldn't say, oh, you need to believe in Christ. I'm not interested in any of that. I'm just more interested in like, hey. Here's people who also have been burned and have had questions, and this is how they're dealing with it. I think it's a fair response. I think it's like, you know, someone who's ever gone through some sort of traumatic experience, like someone who's been literally burned or something, you want to just, you know, you want to just throw them back towards a fire. I mean, there's going to be some sort of aversion there. You want right. to just tell them to go right back into the thing. Right. That they you got the fire extinguisher? Yeah, can, fire? You, yeah. Hey, buddy, can you put out that fire <laughs> after you've been burned by it? Yeah, put some snow. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think maybe that too, like, just to re-emphasize, you, you don't owe, and I'll just go ahead and say it, you don't owe your abusers anything. Yeah. Right. You know, people get abused by a church, and no matter what kind of abuse it is, whether it's spiritual, physical, emotional abuse, verbal abuse, 
whether it's your spouse, whether it's your parents, whether it's a sibling, whether it's your pastor, whether it's some board of elders, you do not owe your abusers anything, and your abuse is not your fault. Mm. You can walk away, and you should walk away. And so, you know, like, I'm not sending people back to the same church. If you've been burned by that church, leave. You know, <laughs> please don't judge the rest of us by the minority. Or as yeah. large as, unfortunately, that minority is. And you, you can edit this out, Greg, but when you said that, it made me think of uh, Romans 12, and Paul's talking about, you know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It makes me think of, like, you know, we always use that against culture wars, not us, but, I mean, Christians. Oh, you know, and use this, or, you know, we want to be transformed. You don't want to be bogged down by what the people are saying in the secular world. But that should also include churches, what they say to you, too. Mm-hmm. Be transformed by renewing your mind away from what some people are giving you a couple lines. Like one like equals one prayer. <laughs> <laughs> I like the weaving that in. That was, that was good. Here's a question, though, like how, yeah, you said you shouldn't have, uh, you definitely shouldn't judge a church, but like how, when all you see is sometimes all this footage and stuff like that, like you you guys go, you guys follow the news in some sense of the, of the regard. If you get burned by a church, explain to me like how you would, could convince someone to go to a different church. Like say, say someone got burned or something or hurt or something like that and it was one of your friends. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick you, Eric, just because I like I, I want to hear your opinion on this. Like, how, how would you talk to them and saying, hey, it's okay it was just that person mm-hmm. when, say, it's the second time you've gotten burned? Mm-hmm. Like, the first time you, you tell them, like, you shouldn't judge it, and then you go to a different church and you find what you like. <laughs> and then you get burned again. Like, how, mm-hmm. like, um, say that happens twice. What would, yeah. you, what would you tell that person? That's rough. I wouldn't, I don't, I would uh, still not tell them, hey, you need to keep going. Right. I would, uh... Find a church with, like, a good coffee bar or, like, <laughs> like that. Start your own. That's the amazing. Yeah, start, start your own. Start your own. That's what you should do. <laughs> the American dream. Make uh, sure you have a fogger and a smoke machine. You guys make my soul. Man. Man. You know that? I mean, it's just, just do it up, man. If you're going to do church, do church. I have Flash always said up. the fog machines are the, yeah. like the Protestant sensors. Like instead of having all the right. incense rising to heaven, it's... we have the fog machines with this dense smoke that just sits around the ground. Oh, I think the wait. fog machines are for Rambo Jesus to come in. You don't even notice have it because electric... fogged out. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> have the electric yeah. guitar in the back. Dude. <laughs> Hey, we have the electric guitar at this church. We do. We have a fog machine as well. We do. <laughs> we you never got the guy it, with long hair have... to play it. Wait, we have a fog machine? <laughs> yes. Praise the really? Lord. That's <laughs> okay, I know what I'm doing right after this podcast. <laughs> play it the fogger. I don't remember My where it is. My next sermon is going to be so on point. <laughs> I don't know where it is, but I know we have a fog machine. It's going to be on vaping. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> But no, it's like, oh, it's like to be serious. Uh, I probably wouldn't tell him, hey, you need to go right back to church. And to, to me, that's kind of like setting yourself up. I'm like, hey, you've been abused twice. You just need to find one that just doesn't smack you around. It's so good. I would probably talk to him and see, like, what was, what is it that caused you to be, like, burned? Like, what happened? And I would get into the details of it. And I'd see, like, what, where are they getting hurt? Because they're obviously, this person is more... Um, sensitive in this area. Like there are some people who, like my wife, she can go to church, and if they if something doesn't go this way, she don't give a crap. But I do know, like if other people were in that situation, oh, 
they would leave in a heartbeat. But they could be mean and mocking to my wife, and she would just think, man, whatever, and shrug it off. <laughs> Whereas most people should be hurt by it. So I, I think I would probably kind of kind of look what they're looking into and what they were in, looking into as far as uh, a community. Because like not every person can go to a certain community and just get accepted. Like I can't go and hang out with a bunch of 65 year old people and just expect like we all like the same thing. Now it's true that I can find some things that we do like, but I mean like, I guess a better example would be I can't go to a bunch of teenagers and say, oh my goodness, I'm struggling with my kids. They're like, they have no concept well, of what that is. You think that's a good idea? Gosh, no. <laughs> Let's not bring up about teenage pregnancy. That is maybe a different topic. Maybe a Josh's <laughs> job, it's okay. Yeah, I don't but know. Everybody else. It's true. <laughs> so, I guess, to, sorry to be long-winded, I, I really figure out the person. Because I think it's person-dependent. Like, how you're getting hurt. Like, are you getting hurt because of something Kevin said? Hi, Kevin. So, are you getting hurt by something Kevin said up front? Or, like, something, like, someone said one time, like... True. It's almost as if you you if you get someone gets burned by a church. I'm I'm kind of just curious as to well, that's what the, happened. That's the hard part, you know. Too like you're dealing with people, and yeah. people are not nice. <laughs> I mean, we all try to be good, but sometimes the most ruthless people you'll meet will be inside the four walls of a church. Well, and too like I'm sitting here like there's there's a reason that I don't judge other churches by what people who have left those churches have to say. Mm. You know, like, because you're only hearing one side of the story. It's not, yeah. it's not a fair judgment on anyone you haven't actually talked to. Yeah. And so I agree. Like you try and figure out the person who's been hurt. You try and figure out what they need in a community and you try and match them up with something that is going to be beneficial both for them and for the people they're going to church with, you know, like, cause that's the point you match people with other people who are going to be able to like actually work together for some common goal. Like it comes back to that shared purpose, you know, like, but no, like to, to what I was trying to say earlier, like, I think that you, you need to get to know the individual so that you can find a person and a community where they're going to be able to work <laughs> together. And the person can be a part of the community, not like somebody who's on the outside looking in, not somebody who just comes to take things away not somebody who's going to be at odds with the community and not able to integrate well, but like who can genuinely just come in and go like, wow, these are my people. This is what we're doing. We are here to meet with God together. We want to be more like him. And this feels like home. You know, like that's, that's what, that's the dream, you know, is that everyone will be able to find a church that feels safe and feels like home and they feel like it's family. Well, thanks for wrapping that up. That's good. That's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Please continue or start to continue to follow and subscribe to the show. Yeah, why would they continue? This is the first episode. <laughs> I don't know. Who wrote I, that? I, I have that's no good, idea. Who wrote this. I'm, it actually says continues. Oh, that's so I left that one out. Josh, weren't you an English major? <laughs> no. <laughs> so anyways, check out Facebook. Let us know what you think. Um, leave us some love, please, like nice love and stuff. And then join us next time when we discuss what Christianity is really about and, more importantly, where to find it. Finally, special thanks to Kevin McLeod for the show. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, I 
really hope Kevin McClain. I was thinking you're going, I really hope Josh there. knows how to pronounce that name because I don't. I really hope. <laughs> I think it's McLeod. McLeod. I really hope that I did not <laughs> say your name wrong. How about this? Thank you, Kevin M. Kevin M. Thank you so much. We are and, so cool. Um, <laughs> we are hip on all the pop music stuff. <laughs> we are so <laughs> rad, right? Anywho, my name is Mark, so thanks. I'm Kevin. I'm Eric. I've been Josh Kraus. Uh, thanks for listening. And remember, please share. One, one like equals one, one prayer. prayer. <laughs> <laughs>